Welcome back, guys. It's Anne Marie and Dr. Jamie for a really fun, feisty episode because we're both feeling feisty on this Friday. Yes, the episode comes <laughs> on Sunday, but we're recording it on Friday and it's the end of the week and it's been just one of those weeks, right? Correct. It's, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to talk. I'm ready to talk shit today because I'm in a funky mood. No, I'm just kidding. He's cursing um, and we're only in minute one of the podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're going to be very open-minded and we're going to cover a very popular topic today. And I promise to be unbiased, but, I'm not. <laughs> but at least rooted in knowledge and science. How about there that? you go. Perfect. I'm not going to be biased because I think it's bullshit, but here we go. <laughs> We are talking food combining people, okay? Yeah. Everybody's talking food combining. And no matter how much Dr. Jamie tells me about it or explains it to me, it all sounds ridiculous. I, this is my opinion on it, my personal opinion, my non-professional personal opinion is that it makes no sense because of what I've been through and how my stomach, my gut, has gone through the process of healing and being in a really good place. Thank you, Dr. Jamie. Shout mm -hmm. out to you. Um, I realized that the reason I couldn't eat certain things together had nothing to do because of the foods. It was because my stomach, my gut was in not a great place and it was my, my bacteria was imbalanced, etc. So I, it just makes no sense. It's just one more thing for a non-educated influencer to just have something to tell their people to do that's yes. how i feel about it so. all right so let me now that we know Anne marie's true opinion <laughs> spicy opinion on this friday afternoon let me actually break opinion. it down for you right like let me just give you like a two minute spiel on it okay so first of all what is food combining right like it's the idea that you cannot eat proteins and carbohydrates together. So the concept of food combining is that you, if you eat protein with your fruit or with your carbohydrate, you're gonna mess up the pH of the gut and you're not gonna digest it. So that's the principle of it, right? And so food, people who are follow food combining rules tend to, and of course every diet has like you know, variations, but they'll say like, you have to eat fruit alone on an empty stomach before noon. Otherwise you can't have fruit, which for everyone out there who likes to have maybe a smoothie, sorry, not allowed, can't do that. Then the next combination is that you can't put fruit, I'm sorry, carbohydrates with your protein. You can't put carbohydrate, uh, protein with your fats either. So for example- This sounds you, so complicated already, I'm exhausted. So you can only eat fruit until noon. That's it. Then you're By done. itself. Mm -hmm. By itself. For how long in between? Uh, probably thing. two or three hours. So okay. then you can have a protein with a vegetable or you can have a fat with a vegetable, but you can't have a protein with a carbohydrate and you can't have fat with a carbohydrate. Is this like a made up thing or is there some science? Like did a doctor first come up with this? Or this is just something that somebody decided worked for them, so they decided to call it a thing. So some of food combining comes from the old principle of like Ayurvedic 
medicine where they believe that there's certain temperaments of food and certain temperatures and certain personalities that do better with certain food it's a little bit more in the spiritual religious realm i was realm. just gonna say like kosher food right? and like not combining dairy and meat but that's a and religious thing it's, it's not a, right. yeah and then back in i don't know like the 1920s or 30s there was a, a doctor who came out with a diet that introduced food combining and he claimed that different ph levels um have different have to be digested differently and therefore if you combine them you're not going to have proper digestion okay so this idea that you can't have fruit with anything and you can't have protein and carbohydrates together uh, is highly restrictive right you should never eat fats and proteins together either so you can't so so you start to see what happens is everything has to be sort of in isolation by itself so that's what food combining is and a lot of influencers are doing this and they'll have their fruit first and then three hours later they'll have like you know their fish and bok choy and three hours later they'll have their nuts and celery and that's all okay but like you see what happens your your, your meals start to be really restricted it doesn't sound delicious <laughs> well because i mean if, if you follow me you see all my big beautiful brown rice bowls or forbidden rice with vegetables and the protein and the avocado and the, like right like yeah you can't do any of that yeah i would be miserable but so let's just talk about why why this came out right like what actually happened yeah what were the results that people were seeing that they were like oh my god i this is a thing like you gotta try it so people believe that it improves your digestion people believe that it improves the absorption of your foods people believe that the food will leave your stomach faster people believe that it'll make you have less brain fog but here's what i say to that and this is what i say to all diets most of the time when you change your food you feel different most of the time when you cut back on foods and you restrict foods you'll have this temporary moment of like improved digestion or clarity we know that it doesn't last i call the bliss but, moment the bliss yeah moment. and so but let's talk about the ph for a second so just for everyone out there the, your digestion does not start in your stomach digestion starts in your mouth so once food enters your mouth and we start chewing you release enzymes. So already the concept of food combining makes no sense because the enzymes are specific to the mouth and they have their own pH. Okay. So this is called amylase and lipase. They break down starch and they break down fat. I never knew right this. Right there. What? I, I didn't know this. I'm sure like I did, but not really. So right there, this whole idea of like pH in the stomach, like the first step of digestion is actually in the mouth then the food enters the stomach and that's where hydrochloric acid and some other enzymes are released. Now lipase and amylase, which we heard about in the mouth, are also released. And then there's something called pepsin that's released to break down proteins. All of these enzymes are released in order to break down our carbohydrates and our proteins. Now food combining believes that if you only have one food category of food at a time, then we don't then only amylase will come out or only lipase will come out and you won't have all of these enzymes. So you won't have them all working at the same time? Correct. Okay. But is here's the thing. Is that true? But but this is where like it's not true. So we don't break down one food at a time. We have the ability to break down a combination of nutrients. 
So that is how we're is, wired. Although there's minimal amounts of protein in, let's say, fruit, there's still protein in fruit. So you still need the di- enzymes to break it down, or they're not. You're not supposed to combine protein and fat in food in food combining. But if you had a piece of meat, like salmon, that has fat and protein, you're still need both of those enzymes to break it down. So right there, it's like a little bit confusing. Like, okay, maybe you need less of them. Maybe the argument that it's more, you know, more clarity and digestion if you separate them. Maybe for me, the value is not there. But let's keep going with the digestion for a second. So now your amylase, your lipase, your your uh, pepsin, your hydrochloric acid, they're all released. They're all breaking down the food. And then it all comes into a big ball. We call it a chyme or chime, what some people would say. It's basically all this together and it gets pushed into the small intestine. Then, then the pancreas releases its own enzymes to neutralize the stomach acid from the stomach. So this idea that we're gonna be like less acidic in the stomach does not stand up because the stomach has hydrochloric acid, so it's already acidic. So it's not until the food would get into the small intestine that it would actually be neutralized by not the stomach, the pancreas. So, wow, the body I'm regulates. So, by the way, I have like a full mental picture in my head <laughs> of like the human body, and all I can think right now as you're describing this so clearly and so simple. I was like, wow, the human body is so smart. Oh my God, it's, it's genius. It's I'm so not even cool. touching, I'm not even scratching the surface. But I know. So, so here we are. So we started in the mouth and we release some enzymes, regardless of what you're eating. And then it goes into the stomach where there's multiple opportunities for enzymes to come in to break down the food. But remember, even if you're breaking down fruit, hydrochloric acid is there. If you're breaking down protein, hydrochloric acid is there. The stomach itself is an incredibly acidic environment. When it gets into the small intestine is when our very smart pancreas will release a bicarbonate to help control the pH. So this is what is supposed to happen. So we don't have to regulate our pH. So this idea that you have to regulate your pH by not eating your foods together doesn't really make any sense. Does it make sense for somebody that has a specific issue? Is there like, I'm going to use this, uh, you have diabetes, you have hypoglycemia, you have MS. I don't know. I'm coming up with random things. Okay. Does so it make maybe, sense for any particular maybe, disease? Maybe there's an N of one out there. Okay. But yet food combining is being sold as like this lose weight and improve your digestion. So, and really, I mean, if you've ever heard me talk, food combining essentially goes against everything I've ever said, because I always tell people eat fruit and protein together to slow the absorption of the fruit, to decrease the response of glucose and insulin so that we can help regulate that. And food combining is say, eat it alone and let your sugar spike and then it gets out faster. So, so it's totally opposite of how I would counsel, but that's okay. I'm not the governing body of all things beneficial. So you are in my world. So, <laughs> okay. so it also, you know, goes through the GI crack track more quickly and your food combining, like that's not, not entirely true either because there's many factors involved in what we'd call transit time. So 
if you're somebody who just simply feels better by not having fruit and proteins together, well, okay, fine. But this idea that you can't have fat and proteins together, explain to me then how you'd ever eat a piece of salmon, right? Because salmon is high fat and very good protein. So then it sort of gets even really confusing if you're going to get into a debate about it. Um, but let's let's step aside of digestion for a second and let's talk about blood sugar, which is what I was just talking about, right? Like for people who are really trying to manage weight and or fatigue energies, I think balancing blood glucose is really important. And when you pair a fruit and a protein, you balance blood glucose far better than if you have fruit by itself, right? So this is... I'm giving you guys why when someone comes to me and they're like, oh, food combining is like what you need to do to be healthy. It's a little bit of an eye roll because I'm like, it supports very restricted eating. Um, there's a big food combining principle in the world of people who've maybe had disordered eating and they don't want to restrict anymore. But now there's a way to like, you know, restrict in a, in a measured fashion. That doesn't mean that everyone who's doing food combining is that. I'm just sort of saying where it's getting po popular in certain circles. But listen, if someone comes to me and says, I'm, food I'm doing food combining and I've never felt better in my entire life. Well, then all of you listening that have ever listened before know that I'm going to say, great, then we'll keep doing it. Because at the end of the day, the goal is to make sure that you feel your best. But we're going to make sure that you're getting adequate nutrition and adequate calories in your far non-combined meals so that you're still well fed right so that's sort of the end of the day for me go for it if it makes you feel that amazing fine but we still need to make sure you're eating enough see to me the food combining is just just gave me anxiety gave me hives because i think about my conversation earlier this morning with someone that you and i both know when i was explaining to her how happy I am now this many months later that mm -hmm. I no longer think about what I can and cannot eat I just go about my day with what my body craves of course I make sure to hydrate and I make sure to do as many greens as possible whether they're by eating them or by doing a juice you know like the forget that what's the one that I drink I forget anyways the powder athletic greens the athletic greens so so right so for me I the thought of like having to think consciously for every meal it just it's a little bit like exhausting obsessive ex exhausting and that's kind of like everything that I've been working with you this whole time to not have to be able to be free and sit somewhere and just order something that calls out my name, right? Well, exactly. But that's also why so many people are drawn to food combining because they need rules. I, they I need... thought I did that too. I thought I needed the rules. I mean, hello, let's people talk about like, the I first time you met me. Mm -hmm. They want uh, restriction. They want rules. It's it's Because it helps. Thing. It does help. Listen, if you... I always talk about Whole30. If you need something to get you to, from point A to point B and food combining, it's going to do it for you, go for it. But if it's not, if it's going to be something that you're going to have to constantly think about and worry about, I don't think that's healthy for you mentally, which by then it's going to affect your gut because we all know emotion affects the gut, mm -hmm. right? 
So. Yeah, you know, you also just have to be mindful of like perpetuating the cycle. Anybody who does this is probably going to feel good for a few days a week, but like at some point that like you said the the bliss or whatever you call it like it's going to wear off. Yeah, you know. And so, you know, it's it's challenging. Now, in the context of people who are like, well, help you lose weight, any fad diet's going to help you lose weight. Got it. All of them help you lose weight. Keto will make you lose weight. Paleo will make you lose weight. Fasting will make you lose weight. Food combining will make you lose weight. It doesn't mean you're keeping it off. Yeah. But so really, listen, I from from the perspective of what you just said, I completely agree with it. If this makes you feel so amazing and it's the only thing that's helped you, great. But let's at least make sure that it's not harming you in any fashion and that you're eating How enough. could it be harming you? Perpetuating poor behaviors around food restriction, obsession around food, obsession of what they can and can't eat, lack of calories, like a million ways. Like, I mean, anytime you in an anxious way, hyper-focus on something, it, it can be problematic. In the long term, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I always have to walk a fine line between is like what the science says or the evidence says and what the individual experiences. And, you know, I've talked about this a lot because there's not a scientific evidence base for everything. So if we only go on the science, we're going to miss a lot of people who feel better with things that are just in a lifestyle fashion. So if someone said, I feel better with food combining, okay, great. It's a lifestyle thing. But if we're debating the efficacy and the science of it, like it doesn't really make much sense. Um, And in this particular situation, it really doesn't make a lot of sense from a biochemical standpoint. But nonetheless, my sort of thing here for everybody is, You've got to think about it. So you're in t- severely restricting what you eat in each experience of food. I'm not even going to call them meals because they're not meals. And but then we so ha- typically call a meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, so your apple is a meal. Come no. on, right? Like so. That's a snack. So you're severely restricting what you can eat, and then you'll probably eat a lot more often. And then does this fit your lifestyle? Is this making any sense for you? Do you have blood sugar issues? So here's the truth. I don't think food combining is a very great way of eating. It's not a revolutionary way to lose weight. Heck no. No. We have and so many ways. If you yes. need restrictions, if you need order, if you need rules, if you need focus, like I used to do, where I needed you to tell me morning to night, how to do it, when to do it, how much, how little. I get that. No one here can ever say that I didn't get it. Trust me, I've I've needed so much guidance. I get it. It's so nice knowing what you can and cannot do, right? So there are so many great, healthy options that have longevity. Yeah. And that to yeah. me should be your goal you should get into a program that just becomes part of your life without thinking it. Right. And if you're somebody who's thinking about food combining, my biggest question to you is why? What allure 
of food combining is so strong that you want to stop eating meals or having smoothies like what about food combining is so beautiful and enticing to you is it the influencer that told you that they're doing it and you believed that that's what they're doing because if that's the case we got to talk about that if it's because <laughs> you know you have digestion issues and you think that this could be the answer sure go ahead and try it for you know uh, five days and see how difficult it is and how it makes you feel and are your digestive issues really any better and when you bring back in foods together does your digestion issues come right back and then you didn't really fix your digestion issues you just mask the symptoms by changing you know yeah. the way you eat food well that's why i said at the beginning to me see i would think that the only again this is my opinion and this is why we're here and this is why this is our podcast and not someone else's <laughs> in my opinion i think that someone trying to use food combining most likely is trying to eliminate something that's not making them feel good and they think by separating the things it'll feel better and they'll process them better yeah, so maybe i say to that person let's get your nutrition checked let's get your ph balance checked let's mm -hmm. check your gut let's see what's not working there properly mechanically before you add another stressor to the game because yeah. to me it's just only going to make it worse preach <laughs> oh you guys we were sassy today yeah. direct um, so this is, it's a short episode but it's a direct one like if you want to try it go for it but please don't stand on a soapbox trying to tell everybody that food combining is the thing that's gonna you know solve all your issues yeah i always think that and by the way i think that if we have a disclaimer and we say this is what works for me like i always say i don't know if it's gonna work for you i'm so honest about it mm -hmm. i have different skin than you i have a different stomach i have different genetics i have different environment i have different stressors i have different sleep patterns different air you know so yeah. just remember like every single person out there you are all in your own little bubble and you need to figure Absolutely. out what's in your bubble before you go follow someone else um very quickly before we go I wanted uh -oh. to ask you, because um, I get this question a lot. If someone's looking for a Dr. Jamie, not everybody can come to you. Give them just a quick little, like, let's say three things that they should use to decide if they're going to make an appointment. Like, what would you say? If, what would you tell yourself if you were going to go look for yourself? Hmm. check this this and this wow that's an awesome question so i have this rule that i talk to every single client before i book a visit with them so i always get on the phone with them for 10 minutes mm -hmm. i know every single time because maybe we're not the right fit maybe you're looking for something that i can't help you with maybe you want to hear how i practice or how my voice like So especially if you're about to invest in something financially, um, you know, don't jump right in believing that it's the miracle cure. Like make sure that, you know, you have a chance to really understand how this person's practice works, what it looks like, what their theories are. Um, that would be one thing I'd say. And then, you know, it's a good idea to have a clear understanding of what you're looking for. So if someone calls me and says like, I have chronic Lyme's disease, I'm like, well, I'm not the person for you because that's not my specialty, right? And I don't, I don't do Lyme disease or if they have cancer and they're like, I want an integrative doctor, that's great. I don't 
I don't do that. So I think it's important to have clarity on what you're looking for so that you can find somebody who truly speaks the language of what you're looking for. Um, there's lots of doctors, there's functional medicine doctors, there inter there's integrative medicine doctors, there's integrative nutritionists, there's functional nutritionists. The terms can be confusing because it that's mean that why this question was came up right. the other day because my friend said to me, I my girlfriend just graduated from nutritionist school and I was like great so I was like where is she going to go practice where is she going to go learn from right where is your mm -hmm. internship because to me that would be the best thing I would want to go intern with you for example or mm -hmm. whoever the best doctor is where I live where I'm from I don't know mm -hmm. just to learn from your experiences yeah for sure um, so and we proceeded to have this conversation about how non-experienced the person is and how vocal they are about what they're telling people to do and oh like, please wow. everybody every nutritionist so like, on instagram so, is an expert so that's the thing so tell me the titles that you would look for when look if i say like you need a nutritionist but what else should the person have in their resume to make sure that that person let's not talk about the cancer let's not talk about yeah. somebody that wants to do what you and I do they want a Dr. Jamie where they're from and they just can't get to you for whatever reason they want to have somebody in person it's a hard question to answer Anne-Marie because if they're looking for a nutritionist then they want either somebody who has an RD or okay. has a CNS, so they're a certified nutrition specialist, which is a licensed nutritionist, or they're an RD, which is a licensed nutritionist, or they're, you know, they might have like a master's of science in nutrition, but like, you don't want somebody who's like a certified nutritionist from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, like a six month certification program. And now they're on Instagram with 50,000 followers telling you to do food combining. Okay. Um, I'm not hating on that person. Go for it. But if you're asking how people get a deeper level of care, yeah. which is, I think what you're asking for, yes. then you've got to go to a greater level of education, right? If you just want somebody to teach you the principles of food combining, or if you just want somebody to, you know, teach you how to build beautiful acai bowls, sure. Go ahead and find your holistic nutrition. <laughs> Definitely don't coach. call Dr. Jamie for that. <laughs> no. And that, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, that's yeah. amazing. Some people, that's what they need. Right. Yeah. But if you're looking for somebody who's really going to be able to help you understand and, and, ex and acknowledge and sort of marry the idea of like your body, your metabolism, your genetics, your diseases, your health, your, then you want somebody with a deeper education level, whether they're a master's in nutrition, whether they're in a naturopath or a functional medicine doctor or a chiropractor who studied functional medicine. Like you have to do your research. Like where's this education? I see a lot of Instagram nutritionists who they're like all oh, this education and they're all certifications. They have 9,000 certifications. None of them are, are degrees and that's okay. But you know, that's, that's where the buck so stops. Just, so, so it's easy. So just make sure that you look at their resume and I am going to say me and Marie, I want someone with many, 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 many years of experience. Right. And listen, I'm not shitting on anybody who wants to go get like a certification. And, no, and I think I want right. to get one just to learn more. But like, 
not to go. If somebody asks me, and I and I get this question a lot, I probably get it more than most questions. It's just like, well, how do like how did you get to where you are? Like, how did you, you know how did you get to do what you do? And I'm like, I went for a bachelor's in nutrition and then a master's in nutrition, and then I decided I needed more than nutrition, and then I went to a doctorate program in integrative medicine because I wanted that for nutrition, and then I studied with very 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 well known integrative docs for years um and still do I, I still learn from some of the coolest minds because i feel like i've got something to learn from them so it's just about what level of and that's of the answer that i probably was looking for the fact that what you just said is what makes you so great and the doctors like you because there are very many people like you where are constantly learning like they'll yeah. tell you i am never done learning and i'm happy Ever. to have my mind changed if you have the facts to back it up i also that well that's the other piece of it is that like one of my very first paid jobs as a nutritionist it might have been my first paid job like gig it wasn't like a full like a career was i got to be the nutritionist for like a pop-up event in new york city for ally the weight loss supplement and it was like some fake chemical supplement that you add to fats to make you not digest the fat like it, it's probably some of the to most toxic shit out there and i don't know they probably paid me like 800 and at that point that was like you know an entire month's like expenses for me yeah. and um I, i couldn't have been happier and like yeah. now you couldn't pay me enough money to ever talk or or work for or represent or you know something like that i was unaware i had no i did not know what i was i was a licensed nutritionist at the, that time i didn't know what i knew now so like it's a it's a testament to progression of education like i will stand up and be like yeah i definitely repped that horrible whatever it was that made people like poop their pants because it didn't <laughs> let you digest fats and i was like like when This gnc was the only thing around and yeah, it didn't matter if that, it was a gnc it was gold dude my first job was in gnc i, I know. was 15 years old i sold an acetal because i you know like <laughs> i didn't even know what it was so like we evolve and we grow yeah. and we learn and yeah. you know and you, there's no shame in saying that i love it okay so yeah find somebody who's like really well educated and also find somebody who's open-minded Yeah. That's like another thing. If you meet somebody who's like absolute, that's a red flag for me. Like I was talking to a dietitian the other day and she was like, only dietitians have enough education to Sorry practice. guys, my puppy is under my table and she's <laughs> just going to town down there. Um, and I was like, oh, that's not a cool mentality because it doesn't, I'm on, I digress. All I'm saying is make sure they're open-minded and make sure they're educated. There you have it, guys. This is done. it. We're done complaining or yes. sassiness or whatever we were doing now um, go eat your fruit and your protein together please go mix it all in one big beautiful bowl like i do i'm gonna post one later just again just for this in honor of our episode <laughs> <laughs> all right guys well to be continued and uh have a lovely sunday good night